0: But I think that what happens with relationships is that people come in with not a giver mentality and I'm it's more of a taker. So I'm always the one who says I'll go first. Yeah. I go first. I'll I'm, like I did. I said, "Hey, can you be on my podcast?" right? Yeah. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to have you on my podcast and you've already been on my podcast. So it's um I think for me that's that's the biggest thing about relationships is making sure that you're going first. It's not about you. It's about mm. Them? How can you help them? What are their, um, what are they passionate about? What are their experiences? What are their gifts? So that you can um, help them realize those dreams, and in doing so, the natural law of reciprocation. But there are ways to do it right and there are ways to do it wrong. And so many people have one-to-ones and walk away and that's all they had.
1: Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana. Loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene. Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Jen, you're a best-selling author, entrepreneur, highly sought-out speaker, very successful podcaster. You've also been less than to the top 1% of loan officers nationwide. You funded over a billion dollars in mortgage loans. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course. Happy to be here.
1: I'd love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't have enough time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, you know, I, uh, you know here, here's kind of a fun story. I won't go yeah. into the deep things. But my, uh, my mom was uh, the secretary to the secretary of state under Kennedy. Oh my God! My father was a carpenter in the army, and so he was working on the White House when um, when Jacqueline was doing all the renovations. And so the staircase, you know, that you've seen in movies before, um, that staircase he did. And I don't know if it's still his, but you know, he had done that staircase. And the Secretary of State's walking by. And, um, said, Hey, I've got this gal. I want you to meet on a blind date. And so they ended up going on this blind date and they ended up getting married, like almost instantly. And literally I was born on the exact same day as their wedding anniversary. Exactly. One year later, um, (laughs) I was born on November, 24, 63, the day that Oswald got shot.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um, because on January, uh, November 22nd, when, when Kennedy got shot, my mom was so distraught. She went into labor. I wasn't due until January. So I was a preemie way back then. I was only like four pounds, four yeah. pounds, three ounces, something like that. And um, I don't really know how much I weighed. It was four pounds, something. Sure. And, um, you know, and so kind of the rest is history, but, but so dad was from Colorado okay. and mom was from Michigan. So I got married in Michigan, moved to Colorado where my dad was, um, had me, and then my mom said, you know, I need my family. She's one of 10. I'm one of 36 first cousins. What? And so we wow. moved to Michigan until I was in sixth grade. So I grew up there with all this family. And then we moved back to Colorado. So I've, I feel like I have dual citizenship. Yeah. You know, I'm a Colorado native technically, um, but I'm also a Michigander. Right. So okay. I have a little bit of, <laughs> I have a little bit of both. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of how that was. Uh, but, uh, you know, with 36 first cousins, um, the sad part of the story is that my father was an alcoholic. My mother was a verbal abuser and, Mm. um, I was the only one who was an only child. And so we had some really difficult times, you know, we were poor. And so I coveted, I mean, not coveted, but I, I, protected that most of my life sure Uh, protected and I had an uncle and still have him I still love him he uh told me one day you know by the way my nickname was Jenny who ain't got a penny
1: oh
0: wow Uh, okay which is why you can never call me Jenny Yes, I love, uh, but Jenny, who ain't got a penny, he told me, you know, you're going to be just like them. You're going to be an alcoholic. You're not going to make anything of yourself, etc. So my entire life was setting out, proving to everybody that I could make something of myself. So that's really what my story is. And, you know, and I did, I, I was runner up miss Colorado. I was pre-med, I played flute and piccolo. I was a tennis champion. I, I mean, you name it, I did it and I did it better than everybody else because it was just about proving. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a long story.
1: No, that's <laughs> amazing. I, people think I have a large family because I'm the, I'm the second oldest of 19 first cousins, Holy but, uh, yeah. but you yeah. took 36. I'm like, Holy crap. 36.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can name them all too. And it's pretty funny. When I got married to my husband, 38 years ago, we yeah. had little pieces of paper on that. We didn't have computers. We had compu- little pieces of paper out on the floor with pictures. And so this, this person belongs to this person and bequaced them. And <laughs> you know, growing our family tree.
1: I love yeah. that. That's so amazing. So yeah. how did you, I mean, you've been in the mortgage industry forever, but how did you end up getting into the mortgage industry and then, and you've done extremely well there, but what was the motivation to kind of go that route?
0: Well, there was no motivation. Okay. to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the motivation was I needed a job. Right. Okay. A job. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up graduating with a degree in architecture and construction engineering. So it's Still very high thought process high thinking kind of you know that's how i am and um but i couldn't find a job as an architect as a woman you know 40 years ago and it's hard to do it now even as a man wow it's just a tough industry so i went on a just a job interview to a mortgage company in 1981 and uh and i had actually been kind of working Similar in that industry uh, for a DECA program where I went and, went and learned how to type and take shorthand and then went to work. And I typed title policies for a title company and then um, delivered those policies in college on my bicycle because we didn't have fax machines. And so I'm, I'm like riding with these little title policies in my head, you know. Um, went to the cup, co- went there, rates were 18.5%. I didn't, I said, what's percent? I didn't even know. Um started off with a um I was a receptionist slash setup clerk and I made $749 a month for sal- as a salary and I was elated because I was finally past the hourly thing. Sure. Right. <laughs> for $749. <Still> the- <laughs> so that's how I got started in the business. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I love DECA, by the way. I, I'm a big fan of oh, I I DECA too. as well. Yeah. my DECA teacher in through high school is the only class I paid attention to. I was stoned most of the time, but every class I had, I, yeah, paid I love attention. DECA. You know we mean? made
0: we made Bronco, <laughs> we made Bronco uh uh calendars one year, ceramic okay. Bronco calendars and sold them. Yeah, it was
1: pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, in your industry, especially I mean especially in the mortgage industry, but referral partners are so vital in any industry. But one of the things you talk about is how to get referral partners and you do a really good job of that. But what are some of the tips that you share with folks on how to build that referral program and referral partners?
0: Yeah. You know, I I mean, when I reflect back and I, and I've retired from lending now, I've been out of lending for three years now. Um, I was in the top 200 loan officers. So to give you a perspective of that, the top 1% is the top 1%. And so you know, 790,000, or I think I was 785,000 loan officers at that time. Uh, the top 1% is 79,000. I was in the top 200. So the top 200 wow. is 0.0003%, right? Yeah. But I just want to clarify that because everyone always says, oh my gosh, she's in the top 1%. And I go, no, it's really hard. It's not, it's not egotistical. It's just being that, you know, as a woman is yeah. even more difficult. For um sure you know, for me, it's always been about relationships. I've always been curious about people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm never one to buy a bunch of things, uh, you know, a bunch of online aggregating client aggregating things. I've always felt like, you know, having relationships really key. Obviously our relationship, you know, it stemmed from one thing and it moves to another. And I'm really big on making sure that we keep track of that relationship and then it maintains and continues. And, Um, but I think that what happens with relationships is that people come in with not a giver mentality and I'm, it's more of a taker. So I'm always the one who says, I'll go first. Yeah. I go first. I'll like, I did. I said, Hey, can you be on my podcast? Right. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to have you on my podcast and you've already been on my podcast. So it's, um, I think for me, that's, that's the biggest thing about relationships is making sure that you're going first. It's not about you. It's about. Mm them? How can you help them? What are their, um, what are they passionate about? What are their experiences? What are their gifts so that you can um, help them realize those dreams? And in doing so, the natural law of reciprocation, but there are ways to do it right. And there are ways to do it wrong. And so many people have one-to-ones and walk away and that's all they had was a one-to-one and a waste of time.
1: man it's so good and so true i'm big on building relationships and i I love that i was had the honor of being on your podcast and you and i we met at prosperity camp which was an amazing event and looking forward to you know seeing you in person again here soon but you one of the things you mentioned was you're going to be launching this brand new streaming show i'm really excited about this i don't even know what it's about but congratulations on it! like (laughs) what is this thing about where can people watch this thing
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I definitely have a two pronged business. One is coaching and speaking, yeah. you know, for loan officers and stuff, and I won't stop doing that. But now my passion and where my inspiration is going is, uh, it's it, the program is called the TV show is called tell me I can't come on. And um, because I was told I can't, so it's really exploring. It's, it's like this world of naysayers and bullies and people, you know, we have some of them in our own home who say, you can't do that. You can't do that regardless of. Gender, sex, you know, everything, right? It doesn't matter. So many of us have been told we can. And I love exploring how they triumphed, how they got over it, and sharing that story and revealing their gift in being able to do that so that others say, you know, I may not have that gift, but I bet I have a gift that no one's ever going to tell me I can't do anything. And that's what we're exploring. And Um, We have some really great guests that are going to be on, and it's everywhere from famous people down to the average Joe blow, because we've all been told, if we haven't been told by ourselves, (laughs) right, right, that we can't. And so the question is, when you say, tell me I can't dot, 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 what's the response? Because everyone has a slightly different response. Some people say, get out of my way. Others will say, watch me, watch me go. Or, you know, don't tell me. Yeah, (laughs) see what I can do, you know. So that's what we're doing. And we're writing a book of the same name. And it's a fiction book. Um, So I'm having a ghostwriter because it's a story. It's not tactical. And that is um, being pitched to Hallmark in Lifetime for a movie what
1: oh come on that's amazing and
0: so there's undertones you know like all the characters are my family members um not not all the 36 just my family now (laughs) with my grandkids and everything but uh you know there's little undertones of thoughts that the character has and those are thoughts i had you know and how i how i came over it so um so there's a little undertone there it'll be a book for entrepreneurs but the movie hopefully will be just be some little love story that hallmark puts on at christmas
1: Come on. I hope to be sitting there (laughs) next to my wife on the couch, watching that movie one of these Christmas. Come on. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. You host two podcasts. You've got the mortgage lending mastery. You've got success to significance. Now you're launching this new streaming show on top of everything else that you do. I mean, a lot of people get overwhelmed, just trying to do one podcast, right? What is it that drives you to be successful now?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just leaving an impact. I mean, really, this is where success to significance came along. Um, it yeah. was after I retired and uh, from lending, and I and I was networking, and someone said to me, "What do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I'm a more." Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I am because I had this identity right? for 35 years. I had this identity of being a mortgage person. And I thought, gosh, you know, what is it that I want to do? Because I knew there was life after lending. I knew I wanted something different. And it was really that leap from being successful into being significant. And I believe that, and I've I've talked about this in my books, Mm. um, you know, that we learn, we earn, and then we get to that point in our lives where we want to return. And we want to give back. And that's really where I was. It was kind of balancing there and said, "Okay, so now I've been successful, what is it I want to do in significance?" And I talked to a lot of people that were in that same spot saying, "What do you do when you're you're just exhausted, you've had a full career, you know, military guys do this too, right? You've had this full career, what's next?" Mm-hmm. And a lot of time it a lot of times it is giving back. And so the subtitle of that is life after breaking through glass ceilings which isn't money or women or anything like that. It's all ceilings that we break through all the time on our path to making an impact and leaving a mark in this world. And that's that's what that's all about. And that's really what my, for me, that's a definition of success. It's not ego to have a TV show. It's not money. It's not notoriety and any of that. It's if I can help somebody else who was going through what I went through and get compress that time and get them to that happy place for them, whether it's money success or whether it's happiness. Um, and I can do that faster than, than I've made my mark on the world.
1: Mm. So good. One of the things on your website, and this probably just ties into exactly what you just said was uh, you believe that you can live your legacy while building it. And then when you work on your purpose, you can play with passion what, what yeah. did that mean for you yeah
0: okay well that's you know as entrepreneurs this is what happens we go and and not that everybody's an entrepreneur who's listening but when we go to entrepreneurship we want freedom we go oh we're gonna have more freedom and we actually it's more of a prison because we just work work work. so what I mean by by working on purpose so you can live um, so that you can play with passion is that, we think it's longer hours that is going to solve the problem. And it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not doing activities for the sake of the activity. You know, Joe Blow did that. So I should do it too. Oh, look at that shiny object. Maybe, Oh, they said social media. So we're pulling in all this crazy stuff and it's like eating soup with a fork. You know, you're exhausted at the end of the day and it's just, it's madness. So, and I went through it. And I had to overcome it and I had to learn how to change it. And so if you think of a a tire, a wheel, you know, you have the steel part and most people focus and they make their business really strong. And then the outside, the tire itself is gets beaten up, gets nails in it, gets shredded. Divorces happen, like all that bad stuff. So my goal in my coaching and speaking is just to invert that and say, let's make your life the steel. And then let's build this beautiful business around it, but a business that you go in, you're super intentional, on purpose, laser focused, get done what needs to get done to move your business forward, not what you think might work, but what's going to move your business forward. And then leave and go play with passion and be present in everything you do, Um, And so that's living your legacy while you're building it. Why are we, well, one day when, if that happens, when this happens, then all this, then all that and the other, every day I'm playing Mm -hmm. every day. And because I just get in, do what I need to do, I'm clear about what I need to do to get my business moving forward, which is why I can have not just the two businesses you've talked about, but I own real estate. I have Airbnb's. Um, and it's why I can do that because I'm very intentional with everything I do.
1: Love it! It's so important to be intentional with everything that you do, and getting put to, like everything that you're passionate about, putting that in, and then playing playing is so important. You know, my kids, we have a uh, we actually have a ball pit down in the basement. Oh, fun! Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's super comfortable. It's yeah. ten feet long, and I yeah. go down there and take some naps in that thing because it's the oh most. But it's yeah. the best thing to do. My kids are 11 and eight. I get off work. It's like, hey, let's go play in the ball pit. And yeah. it's slime and booger free. It's not Chuck Cheese. It's the- Yeah, own, I know. That was the first know.
0: thing I thought of when you said it. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. yeah.
1: My my wife, so we, what happened was we had this pool in the backyard for the summer and then we didn't know what to do with it. So we put it in the basement and then my wife- Oh, there like, you go. bought 6,000 balls and filled it up in this pool. And it's just awesome. We have oh our own ball God, pit. <laughs> so
0: fun. That is so fun. I yeah. love that.
1: So much fun to just, you have to play during the day and, and just yeah, to you keep motivating, though. You know.
0: yeah. yeah. I love Thank this you.
1: conversation, Jen. Thank you so much. Where can folks follow and connect with you on?
0: Yeah, the best way is just to go to jenduplesses.com. That's okay. the best place to go to and you'll find information about me and you can connect with me there. I'm, of course, just like all of us, we're all over social media, so. Yeah. But it's all Jen, no Jenny. Awesome.
1: That's right, no Jenny. <laughs> love that. Uh, Jed, such an honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I think it'll make a huge impact with the audience. On. Thank you so much for watching the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. If you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that I offer, I wanted to drop them to you right now. One, I do voiceover work. So if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos or maybe it's Kickstarter videos or whatever it is, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you out there. I also work with brands on brand and product videos. So they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings. Let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and help you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. Let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericgallenmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.